Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Tapping into veteran talent pools. So a lot of companies shy away from hiring veterans because they don't understand the value they may bring to the table. Now, companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Cisco, and Walgreens all have programs in full force, but the majority of startups have yet to really get on board. The diversity in thought that comes from hiring a vet may be the competitive edge that your startup needs to propel your business ahead of your competition. Today's quote, we hire military veterans because they make great employees. They bring proven technical and leadership skills. They understand teamwork and they're adaptable. Bottom line, hiring veterans is good for business. And that comes from Randall L. Stevenson, the CEO of AT&T. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We identify a specific problem and provide proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Brian Erickson. Brian is the Vice President of Strategy and Solutions for Vidori. Brian leads the company Expansion Strategies, bringing the Vidori brand to the West Coast. He brings experience in naval aviation, cybersecurity, information technology, information operations, strategic programs, and sourcing acquisition. He's a retired senior naval officer. He's a captain. Uh, with proven experience and expertise, bringing a warfighter's perspective to Vidori's mission of delivering excellence, which makes Brian the perfect expert for today's topic. Brian, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate that. Today, we're going to cover a few things. We're going to cover the benefits of hiring veterans. We're going to talk about the challenges in the crossover. And then we're going to talk about what is needed to hire veterans today. So we're going to give you a little plan on how you can do it best. Would you agree? I concur 100%. I concur. think, yeah. I love it. I feel like I'm, what was that, doctor? Do you concur? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we're going to cover those three things. You know, I've, I've read a lot of reasons why people do or do not hire a military. And usually if you're a startup or a company that's focused primarily on DOD or some sort of area in and around there, it makes a lot of sense to bring in ex-military. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of technology companies that could probably use the skills of people who are trained in the military that don't really go after that talent. Why should they hire somebody out of the military? Yeah, Rick, the military spends an awful lot of money on its talent. Since they're sailors, I'm going to use the Navy example as I'm a Navy guy, but the Army and the Air Force and the Marine Corps have their equivalencies. From a Navy's perspective, we send our sailors to A's and C schools or very specific schools, especially in the IT domain, if you will. Today's technological Navy is, uh, is far superior than it ever has been, and it's so far advanced that the Navy spends, like I said, a lot of money on its talent, and it brings that talent uh, full circle. By that, I mean... You bring somebody into the service early, you train them to be a talented IT person in whatever respect that is. They learn discipline, they get a lot of real world experience. So fighting the United States battles in contested environments in a war-torn area and doing that in a way, using their talents and skills in that fashion, in that, in that dynamic environment. 
Whereas opposed to the students that are coming out of high school or out of college that don't have that real world experience, I think that that differentiates the uh, the two differences in the uh, yeah, the and I see the value in experience for sure. Maybe this is my perception, but is the technology better than that of what's happening in technology companies? Today? No, I mean I'd say it's similar. Um, okay. The difference I think is what I stated is that there's a uh, significant difference between. Somebody who has real world life experiences in a dynamic environment that they're challenged day in and day out, as opposed to somebody who may not be as challenged throughout their high school or college careers, uh, using the same kinds of technologies and all the modern technologies the, the Navy adopts and incorporates into its networks. So the talent rich pool that you're going to be getting as a small company or a large company hiring a veteran is you're going to get that same level of experience, not experience, but you're going to get the same level of technical experience, but you're going to get on top of that the real-world life experience that you wouldn't see from somebody who came straight out of high school or college. I think it's the difference there. I think the scary thing, too, though, might be for an entrepreneur that we speak two different languages. When we've had conversations, I know Brian, by the way, in full disclosure from childhood, we've grown up together. We, we've known each other a long time. In some of the conversations we have, like you drop terms. I have no idea what you're saying. It's like totally Greek to me. Right. I would imagine just that communication style from where you start when you're brought into the military all the way through when you exit. It's a totally different communication style than what it happens here in the civilian world. So I would imagine that transition might be really scary. And it's probably scary for you guys coming out into the civilian world. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. So what we say in the military is the, the unk unks or the unknown unknowns, right? That's what we're most fearful of, right? See, that's a military term. The right. Unk-unks. The unk unks. So, See, that means uncle, uncle to me. Uh, right. <laughs> so I think what you're getting at is there's a cultural difference between a sailor and an entrepreneur or a small company or a small business. And, and you're absolutely right. The And I think there's a misconception that the military is not very um, dynamic and they aren't able to adopt to a new culture. There may be some sort of misconception there. And I think that that's a falsity in that every sailor goes before they get out of the Navy between six and 10 years, they have been to two or three different commands. Each command, each organization has a different culture in and of itself, and they have to adopt to that cultural environment. Hmm. And so I think that what you'll find by so you're hiring- So military people are probably more adaptable than- I would say, I would say yes because they're putting in they're put into situations where one they have to make informed decisions in a contested environment in a dynamic situation and they have to do that in a different cultural environment two or three times in their career if they're out in six or six or seven years, so I would say that they're very adaptable. I'm not saying they're better or worse than than a uh, civilian. But I'm just saying my experience over almost a 30-year career has been very impressed by our young sailors and how adaptable they are to those different cultural environments that they experience. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and our guest today is Brian Erickson. He is the VP of Strategy for Vidori. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a quick uh, break from our sponsors. Find out how hiring exceptional talent by healing somebody's career pains will help benefit your company. You can find out more at stridesearch.com. Again, you're turning into the Higher Power Radio Show. I am Rick Gerard, and thank God for editing. Um, 
<laughs> Tell the audience a little bit about what Vidori does. Yeah, so Vidori is a uh, small software development company. Mm-hmm. Also does program management, cybersecurity, based out of Washington D.C. And they brought me on specifically to build the Vidori West brand in uh, San Diego out okay. of the. F- Fleet concentration area in San Diego. So I'd imagine there's some military jobs there are going to be opening up. There will be lots of military jobs coming available right. and others. I think the other thing that entrepreneurs have a difficult time doing is seeing where there's a skills match. A lot of times when you come out of the military, you probably can't talk about what you worked on, right? You're, security you're under, clearances. Yeah, security issues, right? But how do we connect the dots as to how somebody's going to fit into a company culturally? Yeah, I would say that... Um, First off, I think that you want as a as an organization to have a hiring panel that is uh, non-hodgepodge. And by that, I mean you want to make sure that you don't have a pickup game asking around the day or two before, is anybody available to have this kind of, uh, you know, this, this uh, interview process? <laughs> because uh, quite frankly, a young sailor coming out of the service has never really interviewed in their life. I mean, here I am 26 year active duty and I've really never interviewed in my entire life. I have just completed this whole process, which was the first for me. And there isn't really a lot of resources available. There are some to actually go through that. So the young sailor coming out understands a very kind of rigid process that the Navy provides or the military provides. So when they come into a new organization, they're going to be interviewing with, and it doesn't have that same feel of rigid process that has an expected outcome, it's maybe kind of fly by the seat of your pants. It's, you know, there isn't a lot of uh, definition in the uh, the question asking and so forth that you might find these sailors to be a little bit taken aback by the process, a little bit yeah. nervous, a little bit uncertain of themselves. Well, you uh, know what? I don't think it's just sailors. I think there's a lot of high performers that feel the same sure. way. When they go talk to a company and they have a, as you said, hodgepodge interview process, it's very uncomfortable. You come out of an interview thinking, oh, my God, what is this what all companies look like? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I can use myself as a personal example. I just went through the process and successful outcome. However, there was, you know, there were a few moments, key moments in there where I was like, wow, is this the right fit because of a very you know, transactional versus relational kind of environment? And, uh, you know, we all want to be felt like we're wanted, right? Yeah. We want to feel like that we're part of that team and, and want to be, you know, they want what Brian brings not what, you know, not you know, they're going to get what Brian brings, but they also want Brian, right? And so that's the relational piece. And so I think that sailors or any service member for that matter, they just want to know that they belong because they have a sense of belonging. They have a sense sure. of, of desire to perform. They, you know, it's an all-volunteer service. Got a million plus uh, active duty service members. Navy's got about 240, about 300,000 or so, and about 240 or, or those thousand are, are enlisted sailors. So they all want to be, uh, you know, feel like they're wanted when they come into a, and they've got technical skills. So my recommendation to hiring authorities is to make sure that, you know, you have a defined process, there isn't a pickup game, and that uh, you're explaining to the sailors or allowing them to feel like they're uh, desired. They're not just a commodity, they're a desired entity for this organization. My perception of the military is you guys prepare a lot for things before you execute, right? Mm -hmm. Preparation doesn't go down that much, especially with like an interview process. Right. Like you said, scrambling around going, hey, do you guys have, uh, we have somebody coming in today at three, uh, you available? Preparing for somebody to come in to interview with your company who's a veteran how should an entrepreneur prepare for that? Well, if you don't have somebody who's a veteran on your staff already, 
I recommend having one so that you can have this conversation because I think what organizations or find somebody who's a veteran or find somebody who can, yeah, that you, I mean, you have relationships with other companies, ask if they have somebody that's, you know, that's trustworthy, that can come in and at least give you some sort of tutorial on what to expect. You can listen to this radio show and get some of that sense. Or you can call Brian. You can call me. (laughs) But the point is that every sailor or Marine or airman or, you know, soldier out there uh, wants to give back wants to provide uh information to people that are interested because because you know i mean it's always it's a great experience to go through this process the military process and then be able to come back into the real world as we call it and be able to give back in that way as well so a small company or a company going through hiring look for a veteran on your staff i'm sure there's somebody there if not then you know leverage your resources and see if you have an uh, ability there i mean most startups though are a group of guys who come out of college right yeah, you'd be surprised, so, though, how many people have prior service. Based off your experience, walk me through an experience that you had when you were interviewing that was completely like a turnoff. Yeah, so fresh in my mind. So uh, an initial uh, interview I had, I had, I had two really uh, you know, true-to-form interview process. I had a bunch of companies, but two that are really were interesting to me. And one of them came across very transactional. Nearly. Now, what does that mean to you? To me, it's it's it, they, there was no relationship. It was just question answer question what answer. What can you do for me? Yeah, right. So, yeah. what can you know? What can you bring to the table? Not not. I'm interested in you as a person. I'm interested in what you can bring. And oh, by the way, I by default I get you as a as a as a added bonus, I guess. Whereas another. And com- by the way, that does not attract people. By the way, it does I'm- not. It's very off putting. Uh, on, totally. on the other hand, I had another company that was rushing me for a long time, and you know was was making me feel like the team early, early on. And so I was heading down a path and I was really excited about the opportunity. And uh, yeah, it just, it was one of those things where when the, when the other company that was more transactional, you know, at, at the beginning, finally turned the corner and became more relational and made me feel like I was part of, you know, the team. Uh, that's when I really started to, to give them a little bit more. Oh, that's interesting. So they started out transactional and we were able to actually pivot. Yes, they pivot because mm. I mentioned it. That's interesting because a lot of companies don't do it. I mean, they keep it transactional throughout the process. Now, I find it's difficult to go from transactional to relational, right. but it's kind of easy to go relational to transactional. And you're right. And so the company that I decided to not go with was started off relational and then ended up transactional. So they flipped the other way, wow. which was really weird. And and so I was uh, I was a little off put because it became more transactional. And so it was. So they just, started hammering on money and benefits. It was and it was like a that. number of different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, and and I was like, it just kind of threw me for a, a head spin. And mm-hmm. I'm actually excited where I ended up because. Uh, you know, having talked and become friends with all the folks at the leadership level, and and now that I've met a lot of the, uh, of the talented staff, I knew I made the right decision. Awesome, man! You get to build something, right? Let's talk about process and structure because it's important. So, what was what's going to impress a veteran in an interview process? As stated, the you know, if you make them feel like they're part of the team early on, that's something that they would certainly gravitate towards. Because I think most people would, you know, if you feel like you're desired. You're not just a number. You're actually a body or a person. You're, you mean something to them. It's important to the individual. 
other things would be, um, you know, if they have some sort of culture that is identifiable to a military person, I know that that's kind of hard, especially in the IT world, because uh, oftentimes you're going to find that there's, you know, the whole liberal versus, <laughs> when, you know, <laughs> non-liberal side. When, and, when you're going from wearing, you know, military attire, having to like go to a hoodie and... You'd be surprised. I mean, you, you probably wouldn't. But, you know, a lot of our sailors that get out between the four and six year mark are those that are there's many that are not talented and that are probably problem children. I mean, every company has that, unfortunately. There's that element. But the majority, I'd say, are extremely talented, extremely motivated, dedicated, dynamic people. And they're looking for a change. And they're looking for something that is meaningful to them because they've just spent the last, you know, six years of their life for our country. And now they're focused on, OK, now what can I do outside of that? And I want to feel like I belong. Um, I'm going to inject my two cents in here because um, for a process, I think it's important that, number one, you're organized. You really need to impress upon them, that, like, look, we have a structure. This is the way our framework works. You need to prepare people on what to expect. Every interview should be timed out, and you should be organized in the questions that are asked to each individual. And this goes not just for military, but it mm -hmm. goes for really any high performer. And then, of course, you want to make sure that you keep the communication flow going. And the goal of the interview is to understand the truth of who the person is and look for reasons as to why that person's going to either enhance or, or not enhance your culture. And if not, then clearly it's not a good fit for you. But, you know, one of the things I just want to leave with as we're wrapping up is that hiring that diversity in a military mindset can help a company tremendously. Would you not agree? No, I'd agree 100%. If you want to innovate as a company, you need diversity and thought. 100%. agree. All right. Quick takeaways you'd like to give our audience for wrapping up here. Higher military, I mean, I think that provides you, uh, it rounds you out. It gives you a little bit of diversity, as you stated. Yeah, they're dynamic. They're proven. They're technical. They're capable. And they're trustworthy. So, I mean, there's, there's a really good fit there. Not that your current employees are not, but they just bring a different perspective to the game. And okay. it, helps, it helps you uh, kind of provide a little more depth to your organizational structure. And we didn't talk about this that much, but like from a communication standpoint, you guys are trained to tell people what's going on. Pretty straightforward. Yep. There's no beat around the bush. It's like, hey, look, we have a problem. Here's why we need to get right. this. And that gets to that dynamic, you know, uh, in a contested environment mindset, informed decision making based on... <laughs> sometimes limited information, but you make a, a best decision given the situation that you have and, yeah. you, and you, you can't beat around the bush because time matters. Time kills, right? Yeah, exactly. What else? Uh, transactional versus relational. I think that that's key and especially hiring executive for sure. You should have done all of your pre-screening for all their capabilities early and then now it's just a matter of having a relationship uh, building opportunity. Uh, I would extend that to the young sailors as well. Of course, they want to be wanted. And so- and it goes both ways. I think, you know, they have to prep to. Oh, absolutely. Sure. They, they, they have to be prepared, but it gets back to, you know, the point that we made earlier, which is a, an organization needs to have a thoughtful process for hiring. And it can't be a pickup team. It can't be a hodgepodge. It has to be thoughtful and dedicated. And if you know that that cultural identity is coming in the military, then have somebody that can shape to that conversation. And with that, boom, you just laid it down. So, Brian, thanks for um, – we're just about out of time for today's show. So, thanks for your time investment today. Thanks, Rick. So, that being said, um, now, what would be the best way in which our audience members can find you, find Vidori, um, reach out to you? Yeah, so Vidori.com on uh, – Spell that out. V-I-D-O-O-R-I.com. Awesome. 
We're on LinkedIn, all, all the normal uh, social media sites. And just a tip, I think they're going to be hiring in San Diego. And we'll be hiring in San Diego. <laughs> and you can reach me at Brian with an I dot Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N at Vidori.com. Perfect. And we'll link those in the notes. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening and we welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. That's my phone. <laughs> you can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher. That's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com to learn about our passive talent webinars and workshops. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be David Patterson. David Patterson is the SAP recruiter and president of saprecruiter.com. Actually, SAP recruiter slash Kineta group. I'm Rick Gerard, your host, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 